Welcome to Growth Mindset Moment, a Rug Radio production, a show dedicated to self-leadership through mental, physical, and spiritual well-being methods to maximize our daily potential. Owning our behaviors while supporting our friends? How much more Web3 does it get? If there's a hack, habit, or protocol, we are talking about it. Thank you for joining the self-leadership movement today. You're now officially part of the Tuesday Live crew. I'm your host, Ron Jordan, a.k.a. Rosinante, proud dad and husband, the host of Stars Podcast, co-founder of NF Daddy's Web3 company, ultra-endurance athlete, self-defense junkie with a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and a second-degree black belt in Krav Maga, with a professional resume of 10 years in the high-voltage electrical equipment sales. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Alicia Jordan, a.k.a. Schmooper Girl. She's a licensed attorney and our very own in-house Web3 standards engineer. Her resume spans over 20 years in corporate compliance and ethics experience across various industries, including healthcare, insurance, and tech. Some of you may know her as the voice of Eginas, the OG show that shined a light on women in Web3, or as a national speaker at events like Miami NFT Week, NFT VIP, NFT NYC, Web3 Summits, and others, talking about legal and ethical standards in Web3 and beyond. The show format is we have about a 15 to 20 minute conversation about growth mindset topic of the week or follow up with the guest of the week from our podcast. Check us out over at thestarspodcast.com and find us anywhere you download your podcast from. At some point throughout the show, you'll receive your POAP link via DM. To make sure we can get the POAP to you, please make sure to give us a follow. The last two minutes will be spent promoting our friends' Twitter spaces and shows and our topic of the following week on the growth mindset moment. Our stage is always open, so if something calls to you and you want to weigh in, click the request button in the bottom left of your screen, and we'll bring you up so you can join the conversation with us. If coming up on stage isn't for you, leave us a comment in the chat bubble in the bottom right of your screen, and we'll get to you very shortly. Welcome to the Growth Mindset Moment. Yo, here we go. How about it? See, that was much cleaner this time, huh? Yeah, and then like the intro's like so long that it gives me time to like give out all the poaps. So thanks for everyone sticking around. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we are gonna uh I wanted to do just a little bit of a, a thing tonight is we were talking earlier today and just wanted to start off the show with like a little uh little thing, maybe a minute or less from each of us, a little fun fact. So I'll I'll go ahead and uh get to mine if you wanna keep going with the poaps. Yeah, go ahead. I, I I actually prepared my fun fact. I I feel like I'm I'm winning today because right. I'm I'm remembering to do things. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Fun fact for go tonight: ahead. origami is being used in biomedicine. Listen to this: they can fold up a robot. This is in the laboratory of computer science in Massachusetts. They can fold up a robot and fit it into the side inside of a pill. After the capsule is ingested, the bot unfolds and can be directed around the digestive system using programmable magnetic fields. An initial test demonstrated one possible use, which is removing swallowed button batteries from the stomach, a potentially deadly condition experienced by thousands of children each year. Imagine embedding medicine or using it to patch a wound. Just imagine a future of surgeries with no incisions, no pain, and no risk of infections. And also... A little weird. So weird. Uh, what's your fun fact? Hmm. I'm interested. Well, you know, so Ron had this idea to do more than just like a fun fact, but also something that kind of gave us like 
a mindset stretch. So like thinking about something like maybe like you haven't spent a lot of time on or like you really wanted to learn about or whatever. And um, recently Ron has been like kind of like a hard charger about not using paper towels. And I'm like, why should like paper towels are made of paper? Like what's the big deal from a sustainability perspective? So like, I know that some of our audience is probably like way more tuned into the reality of why paper towels aren't awesome for the environment. But I figured I would share that my little um, fun fact, my growth mindset stretch today was really about why paper towels are crappy for the environment. And it's not because of the paper towel itself not being biodegradable, because paper towels are biodegradable. But the production of paper towels is actually the third largest source of industrial population, industrial pollution in North America. And the industry itself is the fifth largest energy consumer worldwide. So they have estimated that 17 trees must be cut down and 20,000 gallons of water polluted in the production of just one ton of paper towels. So the EPA then estimates that approximately 3,790,000 3, tons of soft paper product waste, such as like tissue paper, paper towels, was generated in the U.S. alone in 2018. But also, so like paper towels are biodegradable. That's cool. So the paper towel itself as it, you know, as as it as it you know dies in the world like it 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 goes away pretty easily but the problem is is that a lot of the times paper towels are wrapped in like plastic bags trash bags for example so they don't have the opportunity to biodegrade in a really organic way when they're in your plastic paper bag and they're also not recyclable um they're it's not like pa- recyclable paper so that is my fun fact of the day I love that one because I am a hard charger of not using paper towels right now. I it's it's something about it. So now that I have the hard data, no more paper towels. We use so many of them. Anyhow, I'm not going to stop using paper towels. I'm just more educated now that I could use them less and be more sustainable. Like I'm I'm not committing to not using paper towels. All right. <laughs> say all that. right. We won't eliminate I, them. I'm just like don't like, don't like, <laughs> I don't know. No. All right. All I, right. There's some stuff that I need to clean with paper towel because I don't want it like on a cloth. I just want to be able to throw it away. What I may do is do a better job of not putting paper towels in the actual trash bag so they actually can get someplace to, to decompose appropriately. That is something that I'll be committed to doing. Makes sense to me. All right. I like it. Maybe there we, we can throw them in the garden. Anyhow. What's the uh, growth okay. mindset topic of the night? Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, we went through a journey to get to this topic. And if anyone, like anyone that's, you know, was talking to me last night, um, there's a recent project, we're not going to name it, but there's a recent project that came out that had Ron reeling last night because, you know, there was a space held and, you know, a bunch of the community found out that there wasn't a lot to it other than the fact that it's like part of like being a part of a community and there was really no plan and whatever. And he started like getting like 
wound up because he was like, oh, we do all this work here and I do all this work there and all these other places are doing this cool work here and they're not getting any attention and then nobody cares. And we ended up having a a, a broader conversation with some, uh, some of our community about, you know, marketing and visibility and and some of the shifts in the space, but that's not really where we're going at. What when I started to talk to Ron this morning about what we were going to talk about today, um, he wanted to talk about like why, how do people get duped? But then it turned into an evolving conversation. I was like, Ron, why don't you talk to me a little bit about why this is bothering you? It so felt much? like a real good therapy session. I got to be honest with you. It felt good to get to where we got to. But keep going. <laughs> yeah, but I, I said like, Ron, like, tell me why this is bothering you so much. Because this is nothing new, right? Like, this has been, but I think, like, the last 12 months of, like, Web3 specifically has been an interesting transition with certain aspects of Web3 community becoming, like, kind of a little bit more politicized. Not, like, in traditional political sense, but rather, like, you're picking your teams, your cliques, the things you're going to be a part of and like you see a lot of division like some division like i'm going this way you're going that way we're going to be team this you're going to be team that and there, there's been a lot more of that um at least from the way that i observe it in this space and um you know who gets up on these stages versus those stages and who's going to that morning show versus that morning show and who's better at this you know and that um who's whose events are going to be better and blah 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 so it's like it's like a whole different it's been a big shift from the Kumbaya community, community, community of 2021, early 2022. Let's put it that way. But so I asked Ron to like just explore with me why it was bothering him so much. And I was just like, could it be maybe some resentment that is feeding that that's the result of some envy because you're comparing what you have done or where your stuff is at to this particular project that is triggering sort of this reaction from you. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, Ron, you know, you, you can speak to whether or not that resonated with you, but what it was, and I was just like, what it landed at, it was like, you know, we talk about all the time, how comparison is the thief of joy. Like that's the, that's the phrase we hear, but comparison, comparison is stealing a metric ass ton more than just your joy. And it drives to this concept that we've really been exploring and that resonated with a, a podcast episode that we recorded yesterday that everyone here is just going to love. It was like, if you all know Carrie from Ms. Nifty, um, she's, she came on the podcast, recorded an amazing episode yesterday. You've heard her talk about the stuff with Magic Johnson and her background, but we really dug into some interesting stuff yesterday. And one of the things that we talked about was about what it means to find your purpose. And one thing she said, and I tweeted it yesterday, but it resonated and we were able to kind of resurface it today to be a trigger of this conversation is if in the pursuit of your purpose or whatever you want to call that, where you want to be in life, you know, what, where do you feel like you, you can make an impact? However you want to define that. If you're using standards of other people and what they what success means to them or what purpose means to them as your measuring stick, one, you're never going to find your purpose. So comparison's not just stealing your joy, it could steal your pursuit of purpose. But also, um, it steals your gratitude. 
for your own journey. Well, what this led me down a path was also kind of looking at whenever I'm, I'm sitting here and I am looking around the space and I am starting to compare versus just staying in my in what I have already determined as successful, you know, just even being able to be here and rooting ourselves in that gratitude. You're right. It, whenever we start comparing ourselves, we we sort of lose the gratitude. We lose that that piece of the puzzle. And that's where once I lose gratitude, that's where I, I get into this like weird headspace where I kind of just get angry. Like I get angry at what I see others quote unquote succeeding at. And I have no idea what work it took to get to where they're at. Just as much as nobody knows what work it takes to get where I'm at personally. And, and I'm sure that there's people that look at me and say, the same shit that I was saying yesterday about the other person. It was just like, and that today, whenever we were talking about it, that's what really spurred me into this, like, well, why am I comparing? And it really was my ego getting the best of me. Like if you ask me on a, on a general day, like where's my ego at? It's usually pretty well suffocated. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at letting it go and, and not really diving too far into my ego. But there are some days where my ego just gets the best of me. And I feel like I deserve whatever that thing is that this other person has because I work really hard, you know, like you go down that path of, well, I'm working hard. Why can't I get this thing? And it's like, it's so arbitrary when you start comparing yourself to these other things and getting away from like, if you were to go on a sliding scale, like ego, ego trip is on the right side. And then on the left side is gratitude. Once I start that sliding scale up towards ego, that's like, you know, like the the crazy meter and fun meter. Anybody seen that before? Like, that's how I feel about this as well, is, is that piece. And like, once I got out of that mode, that's whenever I was able to come back to, hey, I'm, this is like so arbitrary why I'm even upset. And what, what I'm comparing to is not apples to apples. And that's the other part, too, that I, I just get away from whenever I'm, like, doing this upward social comparison. of you, And this is what sent me down this road, too, is, like, I, I actually look these things up. There's this thing called upward social comparison and downward social comparison to, like, figure out where we're at in the pecking order. And whenever I started to, like, think about that and what the psychology is behind it and why I'm even doing it, in some respects, like, it's, it's good. It's good to compare yourself to to others, um, but still keeping yourself rooted in the gratitude and your value system and what you are personally attributing success to and staying in that lane and not merging lanes with somebody else. Because I feel like that's a that's a great recipe for a collision with with your ego. And that's a for me, that's a place that I don't like to be in. Um and and once I got back to the place of like, man, I'm just happy that we can we can be in a space like this. We have the freedoms and to to even be on this space and and talking with our friends and being in the Web three communities and all of it, all of it's a success. Um, and and that's whenever I sort of settled on it. I'm like, okay, that was ridiculous yesterday. Like, why in the hell did I even go down that road? And it's just some days the ego gets the best of me. I, I mean, I'm human. You know, that's. Yeah. Well, and you know, 
I think comparison ends up feeding a lot of egos and, you know, what you also lose in the process besides your gratitude and, and everything else is you can lose relationships over it. Um, I know for a fact that um, we have uh, a relationship very close to us that they started comparing what they believed our journey to their own journey to the point where they stopped um, they stopped interacting with us and our relationship with our godchild disappeared as a result of it. Right. Yeah. And when we when you look back at it, it had nothing to do with anything that we were doing, saying or whatever. It had everything to do with assumptions that were being made about probably some feelings that they were... It was definitely, you know, we held up a mirror and I can't help what you see in that mirror. Um, but it was, it's interesting that it was really easy to observe based upon the interactions that it was clear that it was like, well, I do it this way and you do it that way. And you think you're better than me. And it was like, well, wait, wait a minute. Like no one, no, no. Like this is just how we do things. And like, you can do your thing and we can do our thing and there's no judgment. Um, but no matter like how strong that message was or how, you know, different we tried to approach the situation like i couldn't control what they were comparing and and guess what like that relationship is essentially over and that's really sad um the other thing too that's just not quite as emotional or deep is the fact that you know i started this running program four weeks ago and i'm just trying to run a 5k i'm just trying to finish a 5k without having to walk um i've never done that before the most I've ever been able to run straight is a mile. And I will tell you that there are times that when you live in a house with someone who runs 100-mile races, that it can be really, really defeating to know that a training run for him is more than what I intend to ever run in one stint, right? Like a run on an average day for Ron is six to seven miles, sometimes more. For me, I'm, I have no intentions of that being a mileage thing for me. And for me, if I sat in comparison um, often, I wouldn't even get on the treadmill. And I have done that before. I have been defeated from pursuing my own goals um, in various aspects of things, not just physical activity, but like in various things, because I've allowed myself to get caught up in the fact that I can't do it. I can't do it the way it looks like they're doing it. And if I can't do that, then why bother? Um, so in those instances, I know that I've probably missed out that comparison has stolen experiences for me or progress towards goals for me in timing that it might've worked out what better. Uh, I don't know. Um, obviously those ships have sailed, but, um, yeah, I've, I've lost a lot more than joy in those instances for sure. Yeah. That's a good point too. Just the experiences that we lose out on whenever we start comparing and, I mean, whether or not it's a vacation or if it's a job or whatever the case may be, um, you're right. I mean, it can really ruin the relationships. And, and what it was doing for me yesterday was ruining my vision of where I ultimately am trying to go. And whenever you're talking about that from just a leadership standpoint is if you get caught up in that for too long, that could really just completely crumble your business. And 
I, I just was like, I, I don't know. It was one of those moments where I couldn't believe that I was getting caught up in something so frivolous and, and so meaningless that I did. And I don't know why, like, was I run down? Was I not? I just, I don't know why I was getting so caught up in it. And I think maybe it's because we just as a, as a project and as a company, we've been doing so much work and not seeing the, I guess not seeing the others work as well what nobody would see ours either so like that's the thing that i was like going back towards is today after we had that conversation was like i have no freaking idea how hard any of anybody works i only know what what my lane works like you know i only know how i do things and it was like one of those ego things well obviously nobody's working as hard as you are and i'm like whoa 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 we're not going down that road like that's that's a wicked road to go down to be like that and um but that's like where I'm just being fully transparent. Like that's literally the thought process that was going through my head whenever I'm like spiraling yesterday. And um, once once we got back into a place this morning, it was I, we didn't really kind of flush it out last night. I just kind of let it go, and because I had a I had a busy day today to to look forward to and to plan for, so I really couldn't put it at forefront of my mind. But um, I definitely like got a little spicy last night and <laughs> so everybody kind of heard that spiciness that was in the clubhouse and that's all good you know sometimes I got a moment of weakness but I got my shit back together and today I'm I'm back at it and I'm I'm excited for for the conversation that we're having tonight and super rooted in gratitude but like I said if um once I get that sliding scale of gratitude versus ego like that's something for me that I just need to pay super close attention to. And if I start coming out of my own personality and my own value system, like I could really lose friends and all of those things um, because you start lashing out <laughs> and, and that's not cool. And that's not cool for anybody involved. Um, so I'm just glad that I got checked this morning and um, made, made a different route out of it. That's all. We have someone who wants to come up and share. Let's go. What's up, Jolie Sue? What's up, Julie? Hey, guys. You know, it's so good to hear you. I, I feel like we haven't had much time to talk lately, so I made it an effort to open up my schedule to come to your spaces this evening because I miss you guys. We've we've all, you know, taken a, you know, a, a really great evolution in the things that we're doing. And um, it's good to see that we're all grinding it out and thriving and making things happen. You said something, Ron, that really tapped into, um, you know, a place I, I want to be grateful for both yous. Both yous, listen to me. I'm so like Jersey, New York, right? Yeah, I want to be so grateful for both yous for being in my life. Um, all yous guys. You both, both all yous guys. All yous guys in my life. All yous guys <laughs> that here in my life. You know how it goes. Um, you guys have been inspirations to me from a couple to individuals and your grind and your hustle and your passion. So, you know, I, I, I know, I know you're not hard on yourself 99.9% of the time. And, and when you said that you were, it just, it, it hit me. And, and I realized that like, you know, I, I, I feel differently about measuring myself up against somebody else. Because I've always felt like that's like that's just a, a part of like the human mind, right? We look at someone, we see something else, and and for me, I, most of the time I see it as being helpful. Now, if it's something that triggers, 
then that's like an instant recognition. What can I do to correct in myself so it doesn't trigger? So it made me do a little deeper dive. Like if this is part of really the human condition and the human mind, because we feel it, right? That's why likes and people who follow you in social media tapping into that, you know, that like tsunami in our minds, if you say, you know, as, as they would say, but it's something that they've actually studied. And there was a social comparison theory that was put forth in like 1954 by a psychologist, Leon Fetzner. And it's interesting to find out that like at its root, our impulse to like connect and instant judgments we make of other people, it's that like key element um, that uh, allow our brain to social cognition of the network that we're in and can be traced to like the evolutionary need to protect oneself, our assets and our threats. So it's interesting that like, it's really that like, you know, the hunter gatherer part of us, you know, are we doing well for ourselves? How can we adjust? How can we make it better? So it's just, you're just being a natural human by doing it, you know? So being down on yourself is just, you know, you actually get to decide, am I doing well for me and my family? Can I make adjustments for myself? I love who I am. And you circle back, you know, obviously if it triggers depression or anxiety and then you stay in that cycle and then it's something that's unhealthy, but every now and again, you know, doing that comparison thing and feeling a little, hmm, am I sure about this? That's not such a bad thing. Not such a bad thing. No, I don't think it's a bad thing whatsoever. And I, I think that it is uh, an opportunity for almost like a pat on the back sometimes as well. Like you, you sort of, yeah, I may not be in the major leagues yet, but I'm definitely in the, in like the farm club and we're like, we're killing it there. And like, it feels good. Like whenever you come back to it, it does feel good. Um, and just just to be in that moment and to be happy with w where you're at at the moment, but always still like relentlessly moving forward, too. So um, I appreciate that. And I, I'm also looking up uh, Leon, Leon Fetzner and all of this now. So thank you for that rabbit hole. <laughs> and I do think it is a human condition. I think it's just natural for us to do it. it I mean, we do it from the way we look to the way we dress and the, all of those things, it's, it's all a comparison. It's all some sort of signaling of who you are at your core and those virtual virtue signaling that you do. And there's, there's just so many options that you can go down. But Julie, I think you're, you're right on the head too, is it is the human condition and, and it's natural to do these things. Um, and you can use it as a growth tool. Absolutely. I, I think that it's, it's super helpful. You know, I, I equate it to, I've said this um, a number of times, um, Alyssa's heard it, is I'm a mirror of you. you know, and, and when we see in other people things that we maybe liken them or things that we would liken to ourselves and we make that adjustment, it's almost like walking by and catching your reflection in the actual mirror or the glass in the side of the building. You find you're a little humped over, right? Or you kind of have that scowl on your face and, you know, and then you look at yourself, you're like, you kind of, then you throw your shoulders back or you realize maybe you're carrying too much between your brows or, or your Botox is starting to fail or something like that. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you, you, so because you know, you, Totally yeah, relatable. You know, are, are you feeling well, Julie? I'm fine. Are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, no, it's just the Botox wearing off. Um, so, but it's, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's when in a healthy way, if you look at someone and go, God, you know, I like how, I, I like that jacket they're wearing, or I, I like how she said that word, or I really appreciate how that family takes care of each other. And then we can, give that to ourselves with the grace and like you said, and ultimately the gratitude of knowing that it really is a shift in mindset by just 
turning it up one degree or turning it down a notch. Yeah, and for the record, I miss you too. Um, so Julie and I have both been very busy and our check-ins have been less. So I am so glad that we are getting to connect here tonight and probably tomorrow, truthfully. I'll call you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, that's why I said the comment I said earlier about what the reflection looked like because I thought of you, Julie, and um, what you've taught me about what it means to um, that mirror concept and how it has helped me, like thinking about that reflection has helped me one, not just process for myself what looking at that reflection means for me and how I respond to other people and um, how I may respond to their behavior or, or whatever, but rather also explains why someone else may be having a particular reaction to me and where that ha where it helps me set the boundary around what really is them seeing something in themselves that is is triggering for them or difficult for them and maybe taking out on me um, in a negative way versus me having actually done something to, you know, have earned some level of disrespect or, or poor behavior. Um, so that, that concept has also helped me process in that way. So shout out to Julie for, for that one, for sure. Hi, Peg. Hey, Peg. Hi. Thanks for having me up. Um, how's everybody doing? I wanted to follow up on, uh, Alyssa, uh, on your topic about the uh, paper towels. Um, I'm a compost expert, and uh, it's I'm actually working on some things right now because New York City is um, bringing back the full-time uh, in all borough pickup of organic collection. And um, I, I'm what's known as a master composter in New York City. I'm trained to work with uh, the Department of Sanitation, but I'm trained at the, the New York Botanical Garden. It's a really prestigious um, institution. And, uh, you know, it's it, uh, composting is like an essential horticultural practice, but it's also a recycling practice for with the, you know, um, with the issues like you're talking about. Um, the way that we are disposing of things, you know, people, I wanted to bring attention to like what you were saying about the, you know, paper towels in plastic bags. And, um, you know, people dispose of produce all the time in plastic bags and, uh, you know, they don't eat their produce. Those Also those uh, hard plastic containers and things like that. Um, and, you know, uh, first of all, it, when the stuff doesn't decompose, it, you know, it takes up more landfill. And in the U.S., we're running out of places to send our garbage. And, you know, uh, like in New York, back then when I started, we were getting um, like blowback from other states who didn't want to take our garbage anymore, even though we were giving them lots of money, you know. So the the trains were piling up. Uh, backing up and, you know, up in particular up in the Bronx, they had, um, you know, uh, loads and loads of railroad cars that were just sitting there fill stinking, filled with garbage, you know, 
And so attention, you know, we had to bring attention to the fact uh, of the way people are disposing of their stuff, too, because um, like I, I when I started doing my research, um, they they found uh, hot dogs that were completely, you know, because they're preserved to begin with completely preserved, you know, 30 years down in landfills. Okay. They would go 30 years deep and the hot dogs could have been eaten They because they, you know, and they had no decomposition because the decomposing, you know, animals and, and, uh, you know, also, micro and yeah, macro. There was also something else that I had heard about recycling itself is, um, whenever you have that, just because it has the little recycling symbol on it, on your plastics doesn't necessarily mean that it's recyclable. Plus um, you have, there's like different grades of plastics that you can recycle. So make sure that you're paying yes. attention to your local guidelines for what you can and can't uh, recycle. Cause just as Peg was talking about, the other thing too is if you have paper products or cardboard products, anytime that there's any oil uh, on those, you, you're not right. able to recycle those. Um, so make sure that you're paying attention to the, the your local guidelines for your recycling uh, protocols as well, because it's also really expensive um, for for your community to a pick up all that garbage, but then they get a a refund basically because they sell that recycling to a recycling facility because they can then re yes. reuse and repurpose it. So yeah, that's that's a great call out, Peg. Thanks. They, you know, as you were saying, uh, the plastic containers, they, um, you know, also watch what you're drinking. Even, you know, um, if you buy like those solo cups and things like that, you know, those beverages for years that, that so we could st talk all day about that. But I was just mentioning about the uh, compost. You can't compost um, oil saturated paper either. And, and in a small pile, um, you really don't want to put uh, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, what you call it, anything like that, any saturate, any saturated right. salad or anything. The other you know. thing too is to make so, sure yeah. that you clean out the plastics also. So like sour cream containers, yes. butter containers, yes. uh, cleaning those out actually helps you. Cause they said out of all of the recycling that you put out about only 6% actually makes it to the recycling facilities, uh, because we're not, right. we're just not educated in following the proper guidelines. I mean, I'm part of our planning commission in our local borough, and we had talked with our our garbage pickup, and um, they were we were trying to get them to put a sticker or something, some sort of educational material uh, to increase our our percentage of of uh, recyclables, because we're we're mm -hmm. doing that like five to six percent. So we're trying to figure out different ways to increase that number as well. Mm-hmm. As you as you're saying, reduce cost, you on. know, and that's why Fry, Fry you know, guy is what? a recycling expert. Oh, that's so cool! Yep. Wow, I love to talk to them. And uh, yeah, so you know, that's we you know starting at the um, you know at the home level. There's a lot of things you can do, and I'm going to start talking about that. You know, and and as it relates to like city gardens, and. Um, you know, because we have the the problem here of rats and, and all of that. And uh, we have at the New York Botanical Garden, like I said, it's like one of the premier gardens in the world and educational facilities and things. Um, we have a, a uh, display there. It's a museum, actually, like like any other museum in the city of New York. 
uh, the Botanical Garden is a museum and the um, the exhibit that I tend, I have to, that's why I said I'm a master level two because I have the um, credentials to tend to this exhibit and stuff like that. We have to make, we have that's to make so the cool. garbage. I'll tell you good. what, I'll tell you what, Peg, what I would, uh, what I would love to see out of you is uh, create like some sort of little mini series of, of recycling Mm-hmm. And, and then show some of that garden that you're actually uh, using the compost. But Fry Guy, you came up on stage. What's going on? Thanks. I'm going to be doing that. Hi, thanks. Uh, hi, Fry Guy. Hey, are, are we changing the subject to recycling? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, I just, you guys are talking about recycling. You're a recycling and, uh, expert. As you might know, well, electronic recycling expert, which which also contains plastics. So, yeah, a lot of your plastics, as far as I know, it, it's like you're saying, super hard to recycle plastics. And a lot of the plastics don't even get recycled. Just I don't want to burst your bubble, but a lot of them don't get recycled. They just get thrown away. Yeah, that was sad for me to find that out uh, whenever I started looking further into it, whenever we had that new uh, new uh, garbage disposal company coming through. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, none of this is getting recycled. I've been, like, spending so many yeah. hours no. <laughs> recycling. Yeah, no, you have to understand, like, Ron, like, I'd throw something in the trash. And then he would, like, take it out. He's like, why aren't you recycling that? I'm like, that's literally on the list of things that's not recycled, Ron. And like he was like, that's recycling, especially like glass, like the the glass, like pickle jars and stuff like that. Um, just you know, anything glass really, he would he would argue with me about. It's just so funny. Um, but electronics recycling is like a whole different animal. I'll tell you that when we have, you know, the specific dates and times, which is only like twice a year because we live in a college town. Um, so they tend to give us two times a year to do electronics recycling. If you don't get in that line, like an hour before they open the line, you're not getting your stuff recycled. They have to turn people away because they run out of the ability to accept items for electronics recycling. So, you know, there's people that probably have you like old school 1975 TVs in their basement that they've loaded up that console into the back of their truck 15 times to try to get it recycled. And it's not, I mean, if they're going to wait and not just toss it in a dumpster somewhere but like if they're really committed to electronics recycling you know i had a lot of problems here yeah we're very strict here okay mike and i have a computer business you know and and we had all these different things happen to us had tons of equipment here and i had that you know um it was like an act of god flood in october of 2021 i was listening to the vagina show Okay, while this flood, like I heard things crashing in my basement. There was two and a half feet of water in the basement. Um, There was an eight inch in less than two hours rain. So um, I had to dispose of all of that stuff. And that was like, um, you know, uh, they had just reopened all of the, you know, the, the dumps, the residential areas where you could bring that kind of stuff. But they had a very, very smooth um, event recently and it was great there was no fooling around and i saw they took a lot of stuff so um you know it's crowded here but it it was good it was very smooth so uh, it was a private contractor that they hired it looked like all right yeah i appreciate all the conversation about the uh, the recycling my goodness this is we could go all night on this 
Um, I do want to I, I do want to get kind of wrapping this through. Is is there any other uh, conversation you guys would like to have uh, regarding just like the growth mindset topic of the night, just that comparison piece? Um, otherwise, you guys can stay up on stage and we will jump into the this or that game. I'd love to have anybody else that would like to play the the um, the the stage is open. So let's jump into it. Now is the time you've all been waiting for. It is the growth mindset moment. This or that. Everybody get up on stage. Let's get it going. All right, all right. Here we go. This or that. I think we got enough people up here to play. All right. Yeah, Big Time joined us. Hey, so. what's up, Big Time? How you doing tonight? Good to see you. Thank you for jumping up. That's exciting. My man. Doing well, guys. Thank you. All right. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Coke. Diet Coke. Coke. Diet Coke. Diet Coke as well. Ranch or ketchup? Ranch. On what? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys in the clarifiers, use your imagination. <laughs> uh, being from Pittsburgh, I'm going to say Heinz ketchup, not just any ketchup. Otherwise, if you give me some other brand other than Heinz, then I got to go with ranch. By the way, Eve joined us on stage for this or that. I agree. It's Heinz ketchup 100%. Yeah, I'm going Heinz ketchup. Yeah. Yeah, branch ketchup. Branch. You're not, not going to put, you know, yeah, you know. High fructose corn syrup. Nope. <laughs> if you don't have Heinz in your area, then you're always going to go ranch. I think you have to. <laughs> you put some hunts on my table, you're kicked out. All right, uh, Channing Tatum or Zach Efron? Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Zach Efron. Zach Efron for me too. What's up, Ben? Yeah, I'm going with Zach. I'm, What's going I'm on, guys? Gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's. I'm going to say Channing Tatum, and here's why. Um, you Ron, because like I look like him. No, you do. Yeah, because Ron resembles Channing Tatum, so I feel Sexy. like it's my the only answer I could give is Channing Tatum. Because if I say Zach Efron, we're gonna. Have <laughs> Somebody got that going. I love it. <laughs> hey, all right. Jenna Ortega or Millie Bobby Brown? <laughs> Jenna. It's Jenna. I'm going Millie, Millie. Bobby. I'm going Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's Julie. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. All right. Pokemon or Mario? I don't care. Mario. How dare you? 100% Mario. Mario. I'm going to stay on the sound effects. Pokemon. Mario. Country music or rock music? Rock. Rock music. Both. Rock. Doesn't matter if it's a good song. The only type of music that should be banned from the world is country, so rock. 
You guys, I'm going to tell you, argumentatively, rock and roll is based on the country music format. So it starts with the root of everything. It's, it's really, a, it's really a, a good song. But well, that's why we, we evolved from the horrific uh, upbringings of music. <laughs> yes and no. Well, let's spend some time together. I might change your mind just a little bit. All right, I'm also going rock uh, music. I'm open to letting you try. All right, walking or running? Hiking. Running, for sure. Running. Like, never underestimate the power of, an, uh, of a nice, um, aggressive walk. Yo, um, your mall like, walk as far as, is like, an aggressive walk. This is what I'm saying. Like, if you want me to go, I could probably, I'd probably do better on my mileage, frankly, if I could just get the right stride going Yo, I'll tell in you my this. walk. If you but... want to get a workout going, go shopping with Schmooper Girl. You will get a sweat on it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But my knees hurt less when I walk. So I'm going to say walk, even though it flies in the face of my new goal. Oh, I'm always running. I wish I was walking. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the run side. All right, meditate. Well, I certainly would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Meditate or sing a song? Sing a song. I'm singing a song. Singing a song is can be meditative, so sing a song. Yeah, yeah I'm going to sing a song. That That's not as this or that. That's the same thing. Interesting. That's highly contentious. I appreciate that. I'll take that feedback. All right, last one for the night. Colored pencils or markers? Pencil. Colored pencils. Pencils. Sharp. Colored pencils. Markers. I'm going with the second trauma- markers. I've been traumatized by a certain individual using Sharpies and painting their passion <laughs> for art, so I will go with colored pencils. Are you a Sharpie sniffer, Ron? Are no, you a no, Sharpie no. sniffer? I'm a, I'm a scented marker sniffer. If you give me those scented markers, that that cinnamon, ooh, you didn't have cinnamon after you gave me those. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I love you. I love the pads so much. Bing, got it. All right, that's this or that for the night. Thank you all for showing up. Anybody have any parting words? Um. I- I want to remind everybody that I pinned a tweet at the top for Lisa Marzelli. Lisa Marzelli has her space tomorrow Uh, morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's the sacred space and a brief meditation. It really is brief. No more like the meditation part is no more than, you know, like 10 minutes. And then she leaves the space open for conversation. It's really like a quick 30 minutes. So if you have the capacity and time to show up for that, you might get some value from that. Um, If you wanted to um, participate in that. If you're in the room right now and you've not received a PO app from me, it's because I can't send it to you. So um, you'll have to shoot me a DM to get that PO app, but that's only if you're in the room. So if you're listening to this um, on a podcast or um, or, or the recording, um, this would not apply to you necessarily. So if you're in the room right now, you do not get a PO app from me via DM, then you need to DM me to get it. Um, just a quick thing to tomorrow night, I'm actually going to be back on the campfire Twitter. Um, I was with them back in December and did a fun, you know, ethics in web three space. It was a lot of fun. And they've asked me to come back tomorrow night, um, to talk about privacy in web three. And I'm going to be talking about 
not just, you know, philosophically what privacy means, but from a practical matter where some projects may be missing the mark on what they need to be doing from a privacy perspective. So I'll be talking about that tomorrow night on the campfire space. Ron, did I leave anything out? Uh, no, I can't. I actually can't wait for your talk tomorrow night on privacy and to enlighten all of us about some of the actual practical applications and, and actually laws that govern it. Uh, the one other housekeeping item, uh, those of you who are a Rug Radio Genesis holder, so the membership token is right around 30 bucks right now. Uh, if you get one of those tokens and you have one and you start retweeting our growth mindset moment uh, using that hashtag, you can earn up to five rug tokens per day, I believe is what it is. Um, so just so you know that too, that is growth mindset moment is the hashtag they use to start earning rug tokens for being here in our space. So if you're retweeting, if you're commenting down below, um, all of those things that they start to earn you rug tokens and um, yeah, just being part of that decentralized ecosystem. So just wanted to throw that out there. Those of you who are listening on the recording, that's still live for you also. That's an open-ended uh, there is a cap for it during the day. I think it's three tweets. Uh, you get capped, but still, uh, you can start earning rug tokens immediately. That's all I got. All right, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Growth Mindset Moment. We'll see you. Enjoy the journey.